we have a helper. And the helper is given to us so that he might manifest himself in our individual lives. And we're going to look at several things in the Word this morning. And if you're not acquainted with the Holy Ghost, then you need to become acquainted with the Holy Ghost. He needs to be a part of your life. You need to allow him to speak to you and teach you and direct you in their paths because it'll be a tremendous blessing to you. Every circumstance, every situation, everything that comes against us in life, there is an answer for it and it is in the Word of God. And the Holy Ghost will bring the Word to you what you need to stand on to cause the manifestation of what you're believing for. I am totally convinced that the Spirit of God desires to manifest Himself through the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. Victory is yours. Every situation, victory is yours. We're going to talk about the Helper, but we're also going to talk about receive, believe, and act. There are many things in the Word of God, and this is a principle in God's Word that never fails. If you will believe the Word of God, if you will receive the Word of God, if you will act on the Word of God, you will see the manifestations of the Spirit of God. It will happen in your life. You'll have to be steadfast. You'll have to stay steady in the Word, not doubt, have unbelief, but walk in what the Spirit of God gives to you. Every one of us, has God has a plan for our individual life. And that plan is to be given to us through the Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. If me and you will follow that plan and obey that plan, if we will believe it, receive it, and walk in it, you will see the fulfillment of it in your individual life. Let us turn to Genesis chapter 1. And uh, Romans 8.14 says, that as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are called the sons of God. The Spirit of God that lives on the inside of us will lead us away from our flesh, away from our own thinking and our thoughts, our feelings and emotions. The Spirit of God will lead us away from every one of those things and He will lead us into the truth of God's Word. He will always give you the answer. Many times people just don't receive that answer. They don't believe that answer. And if they don't see the manifestation of it right away, they sway from what the Spirit of God told them. And that's why we need to be steadfast with the Word of God that He gives you pertaining to any situation. And I remember, how I like to tell stories, and I'll tell you a couple of them. And, and uh, I remember one time when we were pastoring in Rockport, Missouri, there was a lady by the name of Yoli and she had a motorcycle accident. And she, was, she had a three-wheel bike and totally destroyed it and they life-flighted her to Omaha. And she had several pints of blood and they didn't expect her to live. And I knew when I got the call that there was the, the doctors and those type of things, they were thinking, she's not going to make it. But we know that we have authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So we exercise that authority immediately and I remember they just put her back together the best that they could and then they put her in uh, intensive care and those type of things. And I'm not going to go through all the things that were wrong with her, but she was in serious condition. And uh, they just put her there because they thought she was going to die. Well, after a couple of days, she still hadn't died, so they decided to do surgery on her and fix the things that needed to be fixed and so forth. And I remember as the congregation and I heard this story and on Sunday morning we got to church and everybody's expecting to hear from the pastor and what he has to say about the circumstance that's there. So we did one of the things that is in the Word of God in Matthew 18. It says, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So I said to the congregation, if you will just agree with me, that Yoli will be the healed, she will be put back together, she'll be normal, she'll go back to work, and she'll enjoy life again. Can everybody agree with that? And everybody raised their hand. And I said, if you can't agree with that, please don't raise your hand because I don't need your doubt and unbelief. Amen. So just stay neutral, and that's what we need to do, just stay neutral. So we prayed and we agreed, 
And then, so the next Sunday came, and every Sunday morning I would call up to the hospital and I would ask how Yoli's doing, and they'd give me a report either by her husband or by one of the nurses and so forth. And sometimes the report wasn't very good. And so when we get up to minister the Word of God again, I would remind the congregation of what we agreed upon last week. I said, we agreed that she would be healthy, she body would be put back together, she'd go back to work, she would enjoy life. And I said, how many of you are still in agreement with that? Not as many hands went up. But we're still in agreement in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe the word, if two of you shall agree together on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. So God's doing it, amen, God's doing it. God's manifesting, the Spirit of God is moving in her body, on her body, through her body, creating healing and miracles in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we believe it, we received it, and the next thing is to act on it. Well, my confession of my faith is one part acting upon it, and I said the only other thing that we need to do is all lift our hands, stand up, lift our hands, and shout the victory in Jesus' name. So we stood up, lifted our hands, and praised the Lord that she was the healed, she was the whole, she was the sound, she was victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. The Spirit of God was moving in and through her body, creating miracles and healing and manifesting himself to her, and she is normal. So we do that the next week, and we did it for several weeks. And in about six, seven months, she was totally the healed, back to normal in the mighty name of Jesus. She rides motorcycle today, hallelujah, and she's doing just fine. One of the things when I met her husband, her husband really didn't go to church a whole lot. Every once in a while he did. And when I saw him, the first thing that I said to him, I says, what do you want from God? That's a good question, isn't it? What do you want from God? What do you want God to do with your wife? He says, I want her to be just like she was before. I said, well, that's good. I can agree with that. I said, that's what God will do. And then the Spirit of God on the inside of me said to say this to him. And the reason he's going to do it is because she's a tither. Now, I knew on the inside of me that that went crossways with him. And he says, yeah, I know, we had many discussions about that. And I said, God's going to do it because she's a tither. Amen. That's before we agreed in church, otherwise I'd have said we agreed in church. But today she's healthy and normal. But see, you believe, you receive, and you act. I'm going to give you one other story. It was a long time ago, and we were showing satellite with Robert Tilton, I believe it was, Pastor Robert Tilton. And when they had this great big dish and we set it up and we were showing these programs and, and we were having special meetings at the church and, uh, and we were watching the thing and all of a sudden it went black. I mean, the first night was fine and then it just went black. So then what do you do? You ask the Holy Ghost, what do we do? And the Holy Ghost said this, he said, just teach the people just a little bit to believe, receive, and act. And so we taught just a little bit about the authority, and if we ask anything in the Father's name, he will do it. So I said, and I, I knew there was, a, there was a bunch of people there that I didn't know who they were, and I didn't have any idea whether they were believers or not. And I said, this is what we're gonna do. How many of you wanna watch it? And they all raised their hand, they wanted to watch it. I said, well, praise God, then we're gonna have to take authority over that system over there, and the satellite, and the signal that's coming up, and the hindrance, we're gonna have to take authority over it in the name of Jesus, speak to it, and command it to work. So that's what we did. And then I said, now how many of you believe that? Well, I think three hands went up. I said, well, that's enough to get it done. Hallelujah, glory be to God forevermore. So I said, we believe, we received it, now we're gonna act on it. And then I taught them a little bit how we're going to act on it. I said, the way we act on it is we're gonna lift up our hands, we're gonna stand, lift up our hands, and we're gonna praise God and shout, and all the time while we're doing it, they're thinking, glory be to God, that thing's gonna come on, because the Spirit of God is gonna move on that thing and it's gonna come on. Well, not everybody stood up, but that's all right. And so we did that, 
and absolutely nothing happened. Nothing. Zero. Zip. So then what do you do? Ask the Holy Ghost on the inside. What do you do, Holy Ghost? Because I'm standing up there and I, I'm believing this is going to work. Amen. So what are you going to do? I said to the Holy Ghost, what do I do? He said, do the same thing again. So I taught him again. I encouraged him again. And we stood up again. And we shouted again, glory be to God. And I could just sense the doubt and unbelief hovering over that place. It's like, whoo, it's heavy in here. It wasn't heavy with the things of God either. It was like doubt and unbelief. So I said, that went over real good, didn't it? And, uh, and uh, I says, uh, Holy Ghost, what do we need to do? He says, well, tell them again. Be persistent. You have to be persistent in the things of God to get the things of God in your individual life. I says, now, how would you act? I said, now, I want you all to stand this time. And everybody stood. I said, I want you all to stand. I said, how would you act if the thing was on? And I said, now, however you would act, I want you to do that. And everybody shouted and praised God. Not everybody raised their hand. And we did that for about 30 seconds, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God hit that thing like that, and the thing come on and never went off again. Now, you could have given up the first time. You could have given up the second time. But we're persistent, amen? Because we believe, we receive, and we act on the Word of the living God. Now, in Genesis 1, in Genesis 1, we're going to see this happening in the Word. And I want to remind you again, we know what the Trinity is, and the Trinity is not found, the word Trinity is not found in the Word. But the Trinity, as people speak of it, is God, it's Jesus, and it's the Holy Ghost. Now that's a divine order position in the kingdom of God. And it's a divine authority in the kingdom of God. It's first God, then it's Jesus, then it's who? the Holy Ghost, and then it's you. It's you, not the angels, because the Bible says in the book of Psalms that the angels were created a little lower than man. Now, even though God has angels himself that he sends on assignment to minister to people, but me and you have our own personal angels, amen? So then the angels of God, it says in the book of Psalms that they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. So whenever you send an angel on assignment, and the Bible says in Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, not to neglect so great a salvation, which is the ministry of angels, and we all need angels, especially today, because of so many things that are taking place. My angels go with me all the time, and they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord comes out of where? Your mouth, doesn't it? He is my protector. He is my shield. He is my buckler. Amen. Glory be to God. He is my defense. So when I say that, my angels hearken unto the voice of the Lord, the will of God, and they become my protection. Isn't that wonderful? And with that, you still need to listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside. Because sometimes people go where they're not supposed to go. I mean, I've heard many stories about people, the Spirit of God told them not to go on an airplane and they went anywhere and they crashed and they died and they wonder why. Well, when you hear the story, you understand that there's sometimes when you're riding in a vehicle, the Holy Ghost will say to you, I don't want you to go that way. I want you to take another direction. You better go another direction. Or you better slow down and you better stop and wait a little while until the Holy Ghost gives you permission to go on. Yeah, but I'll be late for the meeting. So what? Amen. God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? And the Holy Ghost knows what he's doing. And he speaks truth to you. He never tells you a lie. He doesn't tell you his own feelings. He doesn't tell you his own thoughts. He tells you what he hears from Jesus, his master. Glory be to God forevermore. Now, in Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And this is the condition of the earth in verse 2. And the earth was without form, 
and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So that was the condition of this earth. Now, a lot of people have, you know, they believe in evolution, they believe in the Big Bang. But as Christians, if you're a born-again believer, you have no right to believe in evolution. You have no right to believe in the Big Bang. And you ought to settle it in your heart and your mind once and forever. It is God who created this heaven and this earth. And he created it by the words that he spoke. And you ought to settle that because if you never settle that in your own individual life, how in the world are you going to believe for the things that you want from God if you don't believe he's the creator of everything? He is the creator of the heaven and the earth. You have to settle that forever. I know the thoughts will come to your mind, well, how can that be? It'll be according to the word, amen? Then notice what happened. It said it was face, deep, the, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then he said in verse three, and God said, so he's saying something again, isn't it? So the word that God said, let there be light, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth, and light was, and night was, and he called it day and night. But we see a pattern and a principle there that God said, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth. That's why it's so important that me and you believe, receive, and act on the Word of God. And it's so vitally important that me and you just speak the will of God, not what we feel, what we think, what somebody's opinion is, but speak what the Holy Ghost says on the inside of you. I learned that a long time ago. Whenever I'd get in trouble, whenever sickness would want to attack my physical body, the first thing I'd do is say, Holy Ghost, what do I do? I still do that today. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Ghost has the answer. He speaks what Jesus tells him. And Jesus' word is truth, it's spirit and life, and it ministers to you. Glory be to God. And he said, let there be light, and there was light. Then notice what it says. And God saw the light that it was good. I love that word, good. Because good here means perfect. How many of you know that God created the earth perfect? Amen. And then there's another scripture that I really like. I used to call my wife a good thing. She doesn't like that. Because she says I'm not a thing. But the Bible says in Proverbs 18:22 that he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor of God. How many of you know all us men need favor of God? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Not just because we have a wife, but because we need favor. Amen. If you need favor because you got a wife, maybe you need an attitude change. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God forevermore. We don't put up with our wives. We love our wives. Amen. God doesn't put up with us. He loves us. Amen. So I found my good, perfect thing. That's what my wife is. She's my good, perfect thing. God sent her to me. Hallelujah. And we ought to treat them as so. Amen? Because God treated, treated the earth wonderfully. He brings the rain, even, in the, even though Satan has kind of perverted all things and so forth. But he still brings the rain, doesn't he? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So I have a good thing. The word good also means precious. Hallelujah. That's the adverb part of it, precious. I have a precious thing, that's my wife. And she's beautiful. I've heard some men say, you know, some women are just ugly. No, they're not, they're beautiful in the sight of God. They're only ugly in your eyes, you need an adjustment. <laughs> Amen, praise the name of Jesus. Cheerful, I have a cheerful wife. If you don't have a cheerful wife, just believe for one. Amen, she'll just get happy. <laughs> Glory be to God forevermore. Amen. Joyful. I have a joyful wife. My, my wife gets together with her daughters and granddaughters. They're always cheerful, laughing, always going on somehow. I used to have a hard time with that because I was, grew, grew up in a place where you were quiet and not to be seen except occasionally and not to be heard. So we, we weren't brought up to be cheerful and joyful, you know. 
I don't have a funny bone like they got. You know, you know what a funny bone is. Everything tickles them, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Cheerful, joyful. Prosperity is another one. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Sweet. That's my wife. Glory be to God. I don't know how your wife is, but my wife's sweet. My wife's kind. My wife's loving. My wife is a helpmate. You know, it really used to bother me. My wife used to help me all the time. It just, I, I don't use that terminology anymore. That's of the old man. But anyway, my wife used to help me all the time. And I really had a hard time problem with that. You know, she'd make, honey, you got your, you got your gloves? You, you got your cap? You got your coat? You know, you got the right color socks on? You got your shoe? You know? And it took me a long time to get over that. And the reason was because I didn't understand that she was my helpmate. And once I understood she was my helpmate, I said, honey, you just go ahead and help me all the time. So now it doesn't bother me at all. And she does. She still helps me. My shirt's got to be right. You know, it's, my pants has to be pressed. You know, everything, my shirt has to be the right, you know, place. Everything has to be right. And that's good. Why? Because she's my helpmate. And it should never bother you, nor should it ever make you mad. You ought to just say, glory be to God, honey, just go get it. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. She's my helpmate. Glory be to God forevermore. Well, the helper, which is the Holy Ghost, he's alongside to help you, isn't he? He's to teach you, to guide you, to direct you, to bring you the will of God for your life and the answer to every circumstance and situation that you will ever go through in life, the Holy Ghost has an answer for it, and He is willing to manifest the answer that He gives you if you will believe what He says, receive what He says, and if you'll act on it. And if you'll discipline your mind and your mouth to never speak contrary to what He says to you, the quicker it'll come to you. See, most of the problem is right here. It's our mouth. We need to listen to what we say. We need to listen how we say it. You ought to ask the Holy Ghost every time that you say something contrary to the word that there's a stirring, there's an unction on the inside that you just said something you weren't supposed to say because you just spoke contrary to the word of God. And not only that, when he does that, then Jesus, who bore our sins, is so wonderful, he says, if you will repent and confess your sins, he will forgive you, and that word that you just spoke will have no effect on you in Jesus' name. Isn't that wonderful? I got one more story. Maybe that'll be the last one, I don't know. But I remember when I first gave my heart to Jesus and I studied healing because I needed healing in my physical body. And um, I remember I said to the Holy Ghost, I wasn't getting better. It kept getting worse all the time during the day. And I said to the Holy Ghost, you remember, I'm, I wasn't born again too long, just a few months. And I said to the Holy Ghost, I said, what must I do to see the manifestation of by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed? I'm standing on your word, but physically I'm getting sicker and sicker and sicker. What must I do to receive the manifestation of your word? And the Holy Ghost said this, go to your wife and have her pray for you. Have her lay hands on you and you'll get well. Well, in our household, we don't lay hands on each other. Not way back then anyway, it's okay now, you know. But that was really unusual and not the norm in our house. So I went to my wife and I says, honey, lay your hands on me so that I can get better. And so she laid her hands on her shoulder and she prayed this wonderful prayer. And I walked away and I went outside to do some things. And I said to the Lord, just in my thinking, I said, boy, that really worked, didn't it? Whoo, I got scolded. He said to me this. He says, if you'll repent for lying, I'll forgive you. I said, yes, sir. I repented right there on the spot. I said, Lord, I repent. My wife prayed. She laid hands on me. I believe it. I receive it. And I receive my healing in the mighty name of Jesus. And I said that, took five step steps and was totally healed. Every symptom left my body.
Isn't that wonderful? Glory be to God, because the Holy Ghost is sent to manifest the Word. But He'll only manifest the Word of God. He'll only manifest the will of God. If your words are not in line with the will, then He cannot manifest that Word. A lot of people pray and they're hoping God will do something, and God may do something in His sovereignty But he wants us to learn that the words that we speak and the things that we pray, that we believe them, receive them, and act upon them. Amen. You don't have to ask God to bless you once you are a Christian and understand that you're born again and filled with the Spirit of God. Because you are the blessed. You are the blessed. Hallelujah. I get up every day and I said, I thank you, Lord, this is the day the Lord has made, and I am blessed. I am blessed, I am blessed, I am blessed. I have the anointing upon me, I have the anointing within me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I have a sound mind, glory be to God, and I'm going to live old on the earth. Hallelujah, full of strength and vibrant, glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost, this is another thing that the Holy Ghost does, He takes a hold together with you to bring into manifestation what you speak. He takes a hold together with the Word of God that you speak. Isn't that wonderful? That's what happened in Genesis. God said, and the Spirit of God took a hold together with God's Word and brought this wonderful earth into existence. It's a principle in God's Word. Oh, glory be to God forevermore. Then we have Jesus Christ. Jesus, maybe you all know this, but maybe somebody doesn't. Jesus, the word Jesus in the Bible is his humanity side his human side. He was born of flesh. Christ is his anointed side. The word Christ means anointed, the anointed one in his anointing. So whenever you see the name Jesus in the Bible, it's his humane side, his human side. When you see Jesus Christ, it's speaking of his humanity and his anointing. Some places you'll see how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, his human side, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Most people quote only the first part of that verse. They don't quote the last part of that verse. What God was with him. Because Jesus said, the works that I do are the works of my Father, and he doeth them. So Jesus spoke the words of the Father, and the Father did the work. Isn't that wonderful? So we see that divine order again. Glory be to God. It's important that we see that because Jesus said, I do nothing of myself, I speak nothing of myself, but I only speak the words of my Father. Hallelujah. So he was speaking the will of God, wasn't he? So again, it's so vitally important, I mean, it is so vitally important that you speak the Word of God over your situation and be like a bulldog that gets a hold of a bone and never lets it go. Amen. I mean, hang on to that Word. Don't let anything in your mouth come out contrary to the Word of God. And if it does, then simply repent and ask Jesus to forgive you. And then stand on that word again. Glory be to God forevermore. Because when you repent, the enemy, who is Satan, cannot use those words against you because they are obliviated, they are destroyed, they are erased as if they never existed before. So how can he use them against you? He can't. Why? Because you stand on the name of Jesus. Oh, glory be to God. In Isaiah 10, 27, and it says, It shall come to pass that his burden shall be taken off thy shoulders and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. See, Jesus Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. The Holy Ghost is anointed. (laughs) He said when he comes to live on the inside of you, he smears you. (laughs) Hallelujah, from the top to the bottom. Glory be to God. Remember when the oil ran down the beard, ran down his head, all the way from the top to the bottom? Glory be to God forevermore. 
See, you have to recognize the anointing. You have to recognize the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you. Another scripture says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Well, Christ in you is the anointed. He's the anointed one. So the anointing is on the inside of you. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go unto my Father. Amen. Why? Because he was going to send the Holy Ghost to live on the inside of you, to bring you the will of Jesus, bring you the will of the Father. So when you speak those words, then the Holy Ghost will manifest those words in your individual life, no matter what it is. Oh my goodness. Believe, receive, and act. A lot of people say, well, I believe there's a God. That's good. You ought to believe there's a God, but it won't get you to heaven. A lot of people say, well, I believe in Jesus. You ought to believe in Jesus, but that won't get you to heaven. Amen. 1 John 1.12 says, but as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. Because there has to always be an action thing. I know it says in the Bible that if you believe, you shall be saved. But if you study the whole context of all the scriptures in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. Amen. So you have to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people say, well, I don't have to confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You do if you want to go to heaven. Otherwise, you can't get there. Don't be deceived. Don't deceive your own self. Believe what the Word says. Amen. And act on the Word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise the name of Jesus. In Matthew 3, 16 and 17, we're not going to turn there, but maybe they'll put it on the screen. I don't know. But Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, wasn't he? He went to John. He says, I have need to be baptized. And when Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan, what happened? The Spirit of God came upon him. <laughs> Glory be to God. At that moment, Jesus was anointed. Hallelujah. The anointing came upon him. And the anointing abided within him. Praise the name of Jesus. When you get born again, the anointing of God comes upon you whether you know it or not. It lives within you whether you know it or not. Hallelujah. Because the word of God says the Holy Ghost will come to live with you forever. He will abide with you forever. He lives on the inside of you. Glory be to God forevermore. There's so much out there in the world that teaches you so contrary to what the principles of God's word are that it's hard sometimes for people to understand and see the truth and receive it and walk in it. Because they're so convinced in their thinking the way the world thinks. You have to think differently than what the world thinks if you're going to receive the things of God. Amen. You can't think like the world. You can't act like the world and expect God to do things for you. He'll do some things for you because he loves you. But if you want to see the fullness and the richness of his grace, you will have to receive him and act on his word. You'll have to believe him. We could quit right there and all go home and be happy. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost is good. Hallelujah. In Acts 10, 38, I quoted that before, but how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The word destroy there means to obliviate so that it cannot be put back together. So when sickness and disease attacks your physical body, use the name of Jesus. Use what the Holy Ghost gives you. You know, there are many ways to receive healing and deliverance in the Word of God. But sometimes in our Christian thinking, we think sometimes that there's only one way. But there are many ways in the Word of God by which you may be healed. And sometimes people don't get healed because they don't ask the Holy Ghost how they are supposed to receive the manifestation of their healing. They're believing God. They're quoting the Word. Don't misunderstand me. They're praising God. But what has the Holy Ghost said? If you're not receiving the manifestation, ask the Holy Ghost how to receive the manifestation of the Word. And it will come to you. The Holy Ghost will give you words. He'll give you scripture. He'll tell you what to do. Hallelujah. Then do it and don't let it go. Hang on to it until it comes. Amen. Glory be to God. Whether it takes one day, ten days, two years, three years, four years, stand on the word and refuse to be moved. Because it will come. It absolutely will come. 
I'm not going to tell you that story, but I stood one time for something in my life for five years and never moved from the Word. And then all of a sudden, one day it come. Ooh, glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You've got to be persistent in this Christian walk. You can't be wishy-washy. Amen. You've got to have some backbone. Glory be to God forevermore. John 10, 10, many people have a problem. They say, well, why did God do this and why did God do that? We need to understand John 10, 10, your wonderful pastor, he tells you this often. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Why did these things happen? Ask the question, did it steal, kill, and destroy? If it stole, killed, or destroyed, then it didn't come from God because God is life. If it steals, kills, or destroys, it comes from Satan. It comes from the enemy. Settle it in your heart and your mind forever. Amen. You've got to settle that. You've got to settle that issue in there. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from God. The blessings of God maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Isn't that wonderful? The blessings, he adds no grief with it. He adds no sorrow with it. The blessings of God maketh rich. Hallelujah. And he adds no sorrow with it. Anything that has sorrow or grief or hurt does not come from God. It comes from the enemy and because of the curse that was placed upon this earth. You must recognize that and accept that as truth for you to walk in victory in this day in Jesus' mighty name. Now look at John 8, 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. I want you to see that Jesus said He didn't do nothing of Himself. Just like me and you can do nothing of ourselves. Me and you can only believe, receive, and act on the Word. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost will manifest the Word. Jesus will manifest the Word. My Father will do it. He said... But as my Father has taught me, even Jesus was taught. Isn't that wonderful? Me and you are taught by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Taught the word of the living God. Verse 38 says, I speak that which I have seen with my Father. Hallelujah. So Jesus saw things while he was looking to the Father, didn't he? And ye do that which you have seen with your Father. We have natural fathers in the earth, and you see your natural fathers do things, and we seem to imitate them, don't we? Amen. I had somebody that I hadn't seen for a long time, and he says, you walk just like your dad. I'm sorry, I didn't know that. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Amen. He said, you act like your dad sometimes. He said, you even look like him. Well, I can't help that either. That's how God created me. But it's a good thing. Amen. Glory be to God. Because even he created man perfect. So aren't you guys good, perfect? Even with a bald head, he's perfect. Isn't that wonderful? Even with lots of hair, you're perfect. Amen. Glory be to God. Even your shape, your characteristics are okay. Amen. You ought to look at yourself in the mirror. Jesse Plano says, this. he says, I love you. You're good looking. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. John 12, 49 says, for I have not spoken of myself. Jesus never spoke one thing except the word of the Father, the will of the Father. But the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. So again, he got his word and his commands from the Heavenly Father. And I know that his commandment, verse 50, is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So again, Jesus is speaking the word of the Father, the will of the Father. John 14, 10 says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Jesus spoke the word, and the Father did the works. See, there's a principle there that takes place, and it flows down to the believer. In verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. Hallelujah. Comforter means helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Glory be to God, he shall be in you. Hallelujah. How many of you got the Holy Ghost in you? If you're born again of the Spirit of God, you got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. He will teach you all things. He'll bring all things to your remember. Whatsoever I have said unto you. 
See, the Holy Ghost will give you the instruction of Jesus, the instruction of the Father, and if you'll receive it and believe it and act on it, you shall see the manifestation of the Spirit of God move upon that thing and bring it into existence. Glory be to God forevermore. Verse 21, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. I used to ask the Father, I said, how in the world do you know if I love you? Jesus, how do you know if I love you? Besides me just telling you. He says, well, I know your heart to begin with, and that's good. But he said this to me. He said, if you'll keep my commandments, then I know you love me. If you keep my word, I know you love me. And it's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. He just said, if I will live right before him and keep his word, he said he loved me. And then notice what it says. Oh, glory be to God. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Whoo, glory be to God forevermore. He said, if I keep his word, my father will love me and my father will manifest himself to me. He's going to reveal himself to me. Oh, glory be to God. Now, how's he going to do that? He's going to do that through the comforter, the helper, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He'll bring the will of the Father to you. Verse 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Now, some people maybe not know this, but the Holy Ghost is the comforter. And the comforter is also the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. The Holy Ghost is also the Spirit of truth in the Word of God. I remember when I first started studying the Word of God, I thought, what is this comforter, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, and Spirit of truth? Are they all different? No, they're all the same thing, aren't they? They're given to us, and he lives and abides and dwells on the inside of you. John 15, 26 says, But the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, and she shall testify of me. So the Holy Ghost is not going to speak anything contrary to the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. That's why when the Holy Ghost speaks to you, okay, so you're believing for healing. And you say, I, I always do this. I say, Lord, how do you want me to receive my healing? And then I pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. Or I just simply wait on the Holy Ghost, busy about doing whatever I'm doing. And then all of a sudden, Scripture will come to me. One Scripture, sometimes two, sometimes instruction will come to it. Well, now I got my answer, don't I? So now I can pray effectively before God and know that the Holy Ghost will manifest himself because of that word that he's given to me because he only gives me the will of the Father. Now there's times when he doesn't say anything. What do you do when he doesn't say anything? Well, you have enough word on the inside of you, just pick a scripture that you want to believe and receive and stand on it and the Holy Ghost will manifest it also. You go by just as much as what the Holy Ghost doesn't say as by what he does say. Because he did give us a mind, right? God gave us a mind. Amen. He gave us a heart. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Then in John 16, 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Oh, glory be to God. So many people don't have a clue what God wants for their lives. But if you'll spend some time with the Father, if you'll spend some time in the Word, if you'll ask the Holy Ghost, he will show you. Amen. He'll show you. Hallelujah. And then I was also taught when we were in Bible school, he says, well, if you don't hear anything in, just put your hand to what you know to do. So if you know to be an usher, then just be one. Amen. God will direct you. If you need to work in children's church or whatever, just go ahead and put your hand to something, but put your hand to something. Amen. And then he'll direct your path in the way that you should go. There are many different ways in which man can be healed I want to go over some of them. I kind of touched on these a little bit. But there are many ways in which you may be healed. One of them is the name of Jesus, isn't it? We sing about that name quite often. It's a wonderful name, isn't it? 
Glory be to God. And at that name, every sickness and every disease shall bow. Glory be to God. He says, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do. You can stand on that scripture, can't you? And receive healing. Amen. Glory be to God. I have several of them written down here. In Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I just really liked that skit last week. Did you enjoy that skit last week? Or is that what they call the skit? I really, uh, that poor fellow over there, he really got healed and delivered. No, that's not you, is it? That was somebody else. Was that you? No, it wasn't you. It was that other fellow that's up here. Amen. You almost look a little bit alike. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God. But you remember when that one lady come out and she was laughing? Remember, she was laughing. And then this guy, he's sick and he doesn't feel good and he's scratching it and he's laughing all at the same time. But I noticed something when that lady came out. She wasn't just laughing to be laughing. There was a laughter that was coming from the inside of her, and she was just laughing. It was just funny. I mean, she's just laughing. You can receive healing if the Lord gives you that scripture. All you have to do is just laugh. And laugh in the Bible means to mock. Do you ever have somebody poke fun at you? And then they, you know, and then they, you do something stupid or whatever it is, and they just laugh at you. It's like a, a mocking, isn't it? And it's not very pleasant, is it? You'd like to slap them <laughs> or give them a word or two, wouldn't you? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, because it's, that's just the way it is. But but there's a there's a joy, the joy, fruit. We have fruit on the inside of one of them is joy, isn't it? And part of it is laughter. And you can receive healing laughter. I got one more story. We were out in Wyoming someplace. I think it was in Big Piney. And I was teaching along the line of receiving things from God. And uh, we got to this point where we were talking about laughter and so forth. And, and I read a couple of scriptures and I, and I wrote them down. And in Proverbs 17, 22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So if you have a merry heart, it doeth good like a medicine. Just like you want to take medicine from a doctor all the time, you know. If you have a merry heart, you take medicine every day. My wife's always laughing. She takes medicine all the time. Amen. Because a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Job 5.22 says, At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh. And I began to teach about that particular verse. At destruction and famine, laugh. And I didn't realize it, but there was a gentleman sitting in the audience who had a business, and he had a butcher shop. And I said, all you need to do is just start laughing at famine. And I didn't know he was having a difficult time in his business, and he wasn't making it, and he was really struggling. And he said, you know, after you got teaching about that, he said, you know, the next day I went into my cooler. Now, how many of you know in a meat cooler it's freezing cold? I mean, it freezes meat. He said, I put my chair in there, and he said, I just did, ha, 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 just like you told me to do, ha, 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 and pretty soon he says, ha, 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 he says, I'm just laughing away, just laughing away at the devil, <laughs> causing him to become in derision. He said, I must have been there for an hour. And he says, I come out of there, and he said, man, I had the joy of the Lord on me, glory be to God. And uh, he said, well, he said, that was fun. So he went in there the next day and did the same thing. And he just started laughing, laughing at his business, <laughs> laughing at the devil who was stealing his money. And he's just laughing at him and laughing at him. And he says, man, he's living, I come out of there and I just felt good. I know God's doing something. Amen. And he told me about the third day, he come over, over to me and he said, you don't understand what that did for me. And he was telling me about what he did. And he said, you know something, on the third day, my business turned around. I was so busy today, I couldn't keep up. Glory be to God. So he stood on that scripture, didn't he? He believed it, he received it, and he acted upon it. There always has to be action to the word. Oh, glory be to God. Psalms 2.4 says, well, you know, some people say, well, God's not a very happy person. You ever hear somebody say that? But in Psalms 2.4, it says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall have them in derision. 
I imagine our father laughs a lot. He looks at this earth and he sees the terrible things that are taking place. And I imagine there's sometimes up there he just laughs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> and it causes things to go into derision. He mocks them, hallelujah, and it changes things. Glory be to God forevermore. Most people can laugh at a joke, but they can't laugh with the Holy Ghost. Uh, hallelujah. I feel like laughing in the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to contain myself. Praise the name of Jesus. Uh, glory be to God forevermore. Some people don't like it when you laugh in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I used to have a friend of mine. I'd walk with him sometimes, and we'd be walking in the store, and all of a sudden, he'd just start laughing. <laughs> I knew exactly what he was doing. It didn't bother me, but everybody around him was looking at him like, what is the matter with that guy? And I was thinking, there ain't nothing the matter with that guy. What he's doing is right. He's putting the devil on the run. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's causing the enemy to go into derision. He's mocking the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Telling him I'm free. I'm set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. We better turn to one more. It's time to quit already. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 is a powerful scripture. They're all powerful scriptures, but I really enjoy Romans chapter 8, verse 11. We'll read verse 26 first, though. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter, also help us to take a hold together against, with our infirmities, weaknesses, inabilities to produce. How many of you know that you all have an inability to produce healing yourself? But the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, hallelujah, has the ability to cause you to produce healing in your physical body. Because he takes a hold together with, that's praying in tongues, hallelujah. Our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercessions for the saints according to the will of God. Everything that the Holy Ghost gives you comes from the will of God. And if you're not sure if it's the will of God, then go and check it out in the Word to see if it is the will of God. And you'll learn the voice of the Spirit that way. Because the Bible says to try the spirits, doesn't it? So everything that you hear isn't necessarily all from God or from the Holy Ghost. But if you go check it out in the Word and it lines up with the Word, then bless God, take a hold of it. Believe it and receive it and act on it. Glory be to God. And it'll be yours. Glory be to God forevermore. Here in verse 11, in Romans 8, 11, it says, But the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. That's not talking about when we died and they put us in the grave and then being made that spirit being coming out of the grave. He's not talking about that. He's talking about our physical mortal body here on earth. How many of you got a physical mortal body? I got a physical mortal body. Amen. Sometimes it talks to me, but you got to talk back to it. Amen. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in, does he dwell in you? If he dwells in you, then notice what he's going to do. He will quicken your mortal body. The word quicken there means give life to. Hallelujah. He will give life. The Spirit of God that is in you, Christ the anointing that's on you, Christ the anointing that's in you, the Holy Ghost that is in you will give life to this physical mortal body. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That's a good scripture to stand on. That's one way to receive healing for your physical body. Hallelujah. He gave me that verse one day and it just turned me inside out. Praise the name of Jesus because that's just one more way. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, hallelujah. He said, will quicken your mortal body, shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Whoo, glory be to God. See, the Holy Ghost in you takes a hold together with the word 
What word does he take a hold together with? I read the Holy Ghost, this word right here that day when I needed healing in my physical body. I said, Holy Ghost, this is what you're gonna take a hold together with right here. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and he dwells on the inside of me and it says he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken make alive my physical mortal body. So go get him, Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. Quicken my mortal body. Hallelujah. Cause strength to flow through it. Cause the healing to flow through it. Cause deliverance to flow through it. Because my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And that's another one you can stand on. If he gives you that one, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit. I say, Holy Ghost, right there, the Bible says that God will be glorified in this body and in my spirit. Hallelujah. I receive it, I believe it, and the Holy Ghost goes to work because we give him praise. Sometimes all you can do is just thank him. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. I wish I had time for two more stories, but I don't. Hallelujah. I know, but then there'd be two more. <laughs> then there'd be two more. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. This is a wonderful scripture. I mean, he's in me. Hallelujah. How do you know the Holy Ghost is in you? He says, he'll bear witness with you. Can you pray in tongues? Yeah, if you can, you know the Holy Ghost lives on the inside. I lost my mic. Must that mean time to quit? I said to my wife one time, I said, I'm having a hard time to quit. What do I do? She said, just sit down and be quiet. So that's what I did. I just went and sat down because I couldn't quit. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. Oh, God's so good, isn't he? Yeah, all the time. Hallelujah. Psalms 103, 3. I'll give you a couple more. There's many more. There's many in the Bible. Psalms 103, 3. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Holy Ghost, take a hold together with this is a scripture you brought to my mind. You forgive all my sins and you heal all my diseases. Hallelujah, the Holy Ghost takes a hold together with that word that I believe that I received and then I act on it. The other day I didn't feel very good. I was laying in my bed and I thought, I'm just gonna lay here for a couple more hours and just enjoy talking to God. And uh, I was supposed to go someplace to work that day and I thought, nah, I'm not gonna go today. I'm just gonna sit here and I, didn't, you know, I just wasn't really up to par. And uh, the Holy Ghost said this to me. He said, healed people don't lay in bed all morning. I thought, oh brother. <laughs> but that was the word, that's all he gave me. That's all he gave me. I got to thinking about that a little bit and I said, well glory be to God, I'm the healed, aren't I? Because he just said I was the healed. He said, healed people, get up. I said, well, glory be to God. I got up, went to work. And on the way to work, I got healed. I mean, every symptom left my physical body. I mean, there was nothing wrong with me. Naturally, I just didn't feel up to par. Hallelujah. But I don't like not feeling up to par. Amen. Glory be to God. Psalms 107, 20 says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from all destructions. Glory be to God. So if He gives you that scripture, receive that scripture. Believe it. Receive it and act on it. Just thank him for it. Hallelujah. But you, but you have to recognize the Holy Ghost. So many people don't recognize the Holy Ghost. He, he's my helper. Just like I gotta recognize my wife. She's my helper. I mean, how many of you know that two of you sometimes can get things done better than just one? I mean, the other day I needed some help doing something and I said, honey, can you help me? She said, sure. Amen. Glory be to God. You have to recognize the Holy Ghost. He's my helper on the inside of me. I guess I got time for one more, real quick one. I remember I went to Bible school and they were teaching Old Testament prophets. I didn't even know what an Old Testament prophet was when I went to school. And then we had this guy, his name was called Shotgun Beatty, Beatty, Shotgun Beatty. When the bell rang, he was off to the races. And when the bell stopped, he quit. And that's just the way it was. And never stopped, he just went constantly. Never the same thing twice. Old Testament <laughs> prophets, I was lost. But the first class I had when I went to school said, if you will pay attention and not sleep in class, 
then the Holy Ghost will help you. <laughs> I said, glory be to God, that's good. Take good notes. That's what the teacher said. Take good notes, don't sleep in class, pay attention, don't get distracted about, about those who are around you chewing gum and fiddle-fopping around and doing all stupid things. Don't pay no attention to them, pay attention to the word and I'll bring all things to your remembrance that I've said unto you. And then you still have to study. You know, you can't be stupid and not study. You have to study. So I took good notes. And then they were supposed to have the test. And then Cooper Beatty says, and I'm going to be a blessing to you. This will be a hundred question test tomorrow so that I can be a blessing to you so you can get more wrong so you can get a good grade. Because oh. I was used to 25 questions, true or false. These were fill in the blank, fill in the scriptures. And I went home and I studied until I couldn't stay awake anymore and I finally went to bed. I went to class in the morning and I said to the Holy Ghost, you're my helper. The instructor said if I took good notes, paid attention, didn't sleep in class, did everything that I know to do, then the Holy Ghost would help me. So I'm expecting you to help me today. I sat down. The questions that I knew, I could answer. The questions that I didn't know, which were many, he put a screen in front of me and I could see Cooper Beatty, the teacher, giving me the answers to the question. The Holy Ghost is my helper. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, Christians, if kids go to school, if they would pay attention and learn and trust the Holy Ghost, they'd be the smartest kids in the whole world. Are you hearing me? Glory be to God. But most kids today go to school to have fun. I'm talking about college people, high school people. They go to school to have fun. They ought to go to school to learn and ask the Holy Ghost to help them so they can be smart and wise and then has the Holy Ghost help them to tell them what's not truth, what the teacher is telling them because many teachers tell them untruths according to the Word of God. Thank God we have the Holy Ghost. One more and I'm quitting. Galatians 3.13, everybody knows this scripture? Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. If the Holy Ghost gives you that scripture, you can be assured that he will take a hold together with that verse and he'll bring physical healing in your physical body. If you need scriptures for your mind, find scriptures that'll heal your mind. Hallelujah. If you need finances, find something that's pertaining to finances. If you need marriage, help marriage, find scriptures about marriage because the answers are there and the Holy Ghost will help you and the Holy Ghost will manifest the word to you. Isn't that wonderful? I'm so glad you were attentive today and nobody fell asleep, so I must have did a good job. Some of you are thinking, well, it's time to go home and eat, but that's okay. Amen. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. So if you have a problem today, if you're going through a struggle or a test today, ask the Holy Ghost. Even if you've believed a scripture and received it, ask him if that's the way you're supposed to get it. Because he knows how to get things to you. God has many different ways to get things to you. Isn't that wonderful? Oh my. I'm glad it's not just one way, but it is one way to be born again. So if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Jesus died so that you might have eternal life. All you need to do is believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And confess with your mouth, ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, you need to do that. Because then you'll be born again and the Holy Spirit will come to live on the inside of you. And he will teach you and guide you and comfort and strengthen you. He'll cause you to become wise and have the wisdom of God. He'll cause revelation knowledge to come to your spirit and flow out of your belly as rivers of living waters. He will cause victory to come to your life in every area of life. He will cause peace and joy to come to your individual life. He'll cause your mind to become sound. He will remove confusion from you and he will deliver you. Oh my, there's another story. 
there's another one. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. I promise I will quit after this story. I will quit right there. I don't remember where we were. We were on the road and I was in a church someplace and they had bars on the windows. And they locked the doors once the service started so that nobody could get in because it was in a real tough situation. I think it was in New York or someplace. I don't remember where it was. New Jersey. Uh, she's thinking about a different one. And that's all right. It was another one. It was a big church. And, uh, and got uh, down towards the end of the service. And uh, there was this lady. See, because you can't get in the church. And this lady said the Holy Ghost had been dealing with her all the time that if she would just go to that meeting, God would heal her. And she just dismissed it and just wouldn't do anything about it. And, and she just finally decided, well, I'm just going to go to that church and see what's going on over there. But then the doors were all locked, so she beat on the doors because she wanted to get in. So then she, nobody heard her. So she started around the church and started knocking on all the windows. And finally somebody heard her and somebody went out to see what she was doing. And she said, well, God told me if I came to this meeting, I'd get healed. So they let her in the church. She came up to the front. God healed her. Glory be to God forevermore. Why? Because she believed, she received, and she acted upon the word of the living God and received her miracle right there in that spot. Oh, glory be to God. I wish some people would be that persistent today. We become complacent many times. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, let's stand before our Heavenly Father. I'm going to have to take my wife's advice just to quit and go sit down. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for your word today. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. I thank you that the Holy Ghost lives in every believer. And I thank you that the Holy Ghost teaches every believer brings all things to their remembrance and reveals the will of God to them so that they can see, hallelujah, the things of the Father, see the things of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, see the things of the anointed Christ. And I thank you, Father, that your word says that you will manifest yourself to those of us who believe, who receive, and act upon your word. So I thank you, Father, for every person in the sound of my voice that has received, has believed, and as they act on the Word of God, I thank you, Holy Ghost, that you will manifest that which they have believed, received, and acted upon. And I thank you, Father, it says in Isaiah 58, 8, that it says it shall come to you speedily. Hallelujah. So I thank you, Father, it will come to them speedily not as the world giveth, but as Christ gives to them in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it and give you praise and glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, go in the peace and love and the admonition of the Lord. I finally got that from your pastor. Isn't that wonderful? I finally got it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You are dismissed. Greet someone. Tell them you love them. Give them a hug. Amen.